0: Coming up on Stew Does America, the media gets caught red-handed once again, and it's a terrifying window into how they operate. Jason Buttrell joins us to look at how the federal government is trying to lure conservatives into abandoning federalism. And a special message from very important celebrities to you, less important peasants out there. You're not going to want to miss it. If you're watching on YouTube, predict the future. You like this show? I think the answer to that is yes, right? Before you even watch the whole episode, click that thumbs up button right now. And I like reading your comments after the show. Just drop them down below, please. I'd appreciate it. The show is growing fast, and that is because you indulge my requests every day to subscribe and rate and review it's great whatever five freaking stars it's the appropriate amount of stars just do that i know it's quick and it's free but it's a big deal for us honestly as we attempt to justify our own existence before we start here's a quick fat guy food review for you the sonic birthday cake batter shake delicious b plus i freaking love capitalism stew does america Now, the media has always had a left-leaning bias, at least as long as I've been alive. But something has changed. Something has snapped. We've come to a point where straight-out activism is being carried out under the banner of journalism, and it has to change. Now, it's not going to change, obviously. It's a tractor-trailer moving at 85 miles per hour with no brakes. But, you know, what are we going to do? Get out of the center of the highway? (laughs) Of course not. We're going to try to stop it. Our saga begins today, where so many sagas do, with a deleted tweet. Luckily, a friend of the show, Robbie Suave, had his screenshot machine filled with gasoline and was able to capture it. New from NBC, thanks to SFF Fake News and CCD Hate for their hard work and collaboration? Hmm. Hashtag Black Lives Matter from a reporter with the fists emoji. Hmm. Some interesting elements of the tweet that you might want to pay attention to. This is the reporter who wrote the story, linking to her own story and tagging a couple of groups. Stop funding fake news and center for countering digital hate. We'll get into who these groups are in just a second. But notice that she thanks them for their collaboration. Like she's an Instagram model hawking acai berry extract. Then she hashtags Black Lives Matter and uses the emoji for three black and brown fists quick side note here is that what we're supposed to say now has this changed like i feel like a while ago we went from black to african-american which makes tons of sense if you're let's say jamaican but i digress lately i've been hearing everyone say black and brown people i realize these decisions are made in meetings that i'm not invited to but can we at least get the the meeting minutes afterward i mean i have so many questions for example no one is actually black that's Just like no one is actually black, just like no one is actually white, except for Gwen Stefani. She's pretty white. If we're going to use brown, why use black and brown? Why not just use brown? Are we going to start saying white and peach, white and rosé? I don't know. Or since we're abbreviating LGBTQ2+, maybe we just go with B&B. I mean, it would cause some confusion in the bed and breakfast industry. But honestly, if they complain, we can all get together and burn them down, too. Back to the story at hand, of course, here. NBC News reported that two websites, Zero Hedge and The Federalist, had been banned from earning money from their articles through Google. This is where the big tech companies have so much control over our media. If you want to be on Google or Apple, you play by Google or Apple's rules. I mean, that kind of makes sense. But when a huge part of your traffic comes from those portals, they start influencing what gets covered and what gets written. This isn't illegal, but it is annoying. Especially because it appears that the problem with the Federalist was in its comments section. Look, most comments sections are trash. Reading most comments sections make child porn purveyors depressed about the future of our country. We know this. There's an easy rant to go on here about the influence from big tech and the problems that it brings. But I want to focus on NBC News for a second. Let's trace this back to the beginning, like the Big Bang. At some point, there was an event that started this chain of occurrences. Either an NBC reporter reached out to these organizations to dig up dirt on the Federalist, or the other way around, something happened there. The two progressive organizations NBC utilized to report on we're the totally fair-sounding Center for Countering Digital Hate and the totally nonpartisan Stop Funding Fake News. Basically, they are a couple of London-based Media Matters knockoffs that, frankly, are really terrible at what they do. Their supposed research amounts to, we read an article that we didn't like, and then we took a quote from it and declared it racist. That's basically all they're doing. There are organizations that have been around for like a year or so and have a few thousand followers. They have no credibility or track record to be trusted in arbitrating what is speech uh, that is appropriate and what is speech that is not appropriate. What's hate? What's not? They're, they're, the, they're the ones that are going to tell us? I mean, they're not even really trying to be good at this. In their list of websites that should be defunded because of supposed hate in which the Federalist is number 10, they provide a link to download their research. There it is. You might be expecting hundreds of pages of intricate research that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt the deep-seated racism that the Federalist holds. But no, I can actually show you all of their research in about four seconds. Here it is. That is literally the entire file you're looking at on screen. And I will say, if you are on podcasts, it lists like five websites One of which is Zero Hedge and four other sites that aren't on their top 10. They're like on a list of another top 10 list they have. There's no examples of the hate. There's no information. Now, to be fair, there is a lowercase e with an accent above it randomly at the bottom of the page. Now, in French, that accent usually signifies a missing letter. So maybe all of their research is missing. That's the best I can come up with. Even their published article has little, if anything, a couple of bullet points as to why the right-leaning website is evil in their opinion. For example, they cite WorldNet Daily for describing Black Lives Matter as, quote, an anti-police hate group. We all know uh, that there are plenty of people who simply substitute Black Lives Matter for their general opinion of thinking black people shouldn't be murdered. And yes, we're all on board for that one. But Black Lives Matter, the organization, are they wrong to say that they are an anti-police hate group? I would say, yes, they are wrong. They seem really pro-police hate to me. So, I don't know, maybe they got this one wrong. A certain amount of chanting, fry em like bacon, will do that to you. Look, they simply disagree with the characterization, just like many would disagree with NBC's characterization of The Federalist as a far-right publication. Now, there are a zillion hack groups around the world with the profile of the Center for Countering Digital Hate and Stop Funding Fake News. They mainly work with dual purposes. One, to target and smear anybody who wants taxes to be lower, basically. Essentially, they make false statements that are damaging to a person's reputation. Another way to describe it would be to say that they exist to make false and damaging statements about someone. Total coincidence here. Those also happen to be the dictionary definitions of the word slander. It's an interesting coincidence. I don't know if it means anything. The second purpose is to uh, suck in as much money from gullible and elderly progressive rich people as possible. Aging businessmen that get woke later in life and and then throw money at them with a promise of results that they never really provide. But, but, uh, but that's because the right wing is so powerful. We can only beat them if you give us more money. Look, you have to make those Tesla payments somehow. I get it. I understand. But knowing how pathetic these organizations are, as every media member does, there is no excuse to be collaborating with them to try to take down another competing media company. It's inexcusable. The guy who runs the Center for Countering Digital Hate, that's a long name for this group. Uh, Let's just call it uh, the hate group. The guy who runs the hate group is Imi Ahmed. He's the author of The New Serfdom, a book which basically seems like your typical conservative bashing nonsense. After he's been near the top of the news cycle for a full day, the book has risen all the way to number 8,254,169 on Amazon, which is pretty great, pretty powerful. The book is also so good that it had five total reviews In two and a half years, which doesn't sound great until you consider that's exactly two reviews a year. It's pretty good. Amazon actually, by the way, allows readers to post their own reviews of books. If you happen to have read The New Serfdom and want to post a quick review up on Amazon, I'd encourage you to do that. Maybe we'll read some examples of new reviews later in the week. Again, assuming you've read it. Of course, obviously. They also have released a pamphlet, most of which is just generic advice about dealing with online trolls, but also gives a hat tip to some names you'll be familiar with. Cass Sunstein, uh, the Center for American Progress, and George Bernard Shaw, the famous cheerleader for eugenics. Oh, but come on, Stu. He was also a a famous playwright. Yeah, I I got it. I got it with that one. Hitler was also an artist, but you don't see me displaying any of his paintings. That's not the way this works. After the NBC reporter deleted her tweet about her collaboration and Black Lives Matter a logo, uh, she then reposted it, minus BLM, for some reason, and tried to post a clarification. Quote, to clarify this earlier tweet, we obtained this research exclusively from SFF or SF Fake News, but we did not collaborate on the research itself. Oh, that's great. It's much better. So you admit you didn't even actually do the research. You just got it from this group exclusively, as if that's some great accomplishment. Their stated goal is to tell everyone about this supposed hate and get these news sites shut down. You didn't get an exclusive. They used you, and you were a willing participant. The clarification continues. Additionally, after the publication of this story, Google backtracked, clarifying that the Federalists. Had been warned about policy violations but still had time to address them. And it now has three days to remove the violations before a ban goes into effect. And that's the thing Google says it never did demonetize the Federalists after all. It just made them take down their comments section. The Federalist says it will bring it back eventually. As Ben Dominich and Sean Davis, uh, two of the founders of the Federalist, write in the Wall Street Journal, NBC News colluded with a foreign left-wing group in an attempt to destroy us because it disagrees with our political commentary and media criticism. The episode illustrates how dangerous the combination of partisan media and monopolistic tech companies is to America. We survive the attack because our organization is well known. These attacks target not only individuals, but free speech itself. It's true. These groups only continue to exist because media organizations filled with activists take their material as gospel they willingly spread it they willingly spread this misinformation because they want the result they want these voices to go away and these smear organizations will continue to exist. They will keep changing names and faces because they're giant collections of zilches. they operate it like girlfriend fl- girlfriendless terrorist cells uh, and that's what they do. And they, they are political terrorists. They can make fake claim after fake claim because the cogs that work there are meaningless. They make minimum wage for compiling tweets. And when they occasionally go so far that they can no longer be defended by their mainstream media allies, the suicide vest goes off and the movement keeps moving. That's how it works. So what if some random activist editor has ruined his future? See you later, sucker. I hope you like working at Applebee's. The good news is it, you're probably going to get paid better there. The truth is conservative media is the only place left on earth where you don't get fired for saying what you really believe. We'll talk about this later. But a principal in Vermont is in trouble for agreeing with Black Lives Matter, but also saying that we shouldn't bash police. We need conservative media now more than ever. And honestly, the way that big tech and the media are working against us, we need your help more than ever. If you feel this way, join us blazetv.com/stew the promo code is stew because yes that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 10 bucks but more importantly today you'll be building a wall around the truth and if you've watched the world over the past few months and still don't think that we need that i'm never going to be able to convince you blazetv.com/stew the promo code is stew fight back against the media by changing it forever You know what? I am the type of guy. Look, I started the show by telling you that the new Sonic birthday cake batter shake is really good. So, you know, I like to occasionally indulge. That's why I like fast blast. Fast blast is a way to kind of offset those really bad days with really good days. Um, I like to say that uh, with some of these things, I actually used to have a producer here that used to tell me, you do it this way because you're an extremist. And I was like, don't call me an extremist. And then I sort of fell in love with the word afterwards. Because especially when it comes to dieting, I would much rather be really, really good on certain days and be able to indulge on other days. You can do that with Fast Blast. In fact, if you really wanted to lose weight, they will walk you through a step-by-step program where a couple days you're being, you know, really, you're really strict on the on the diet and you're, and I hate to call it a diet, it really is a lifestyle, but you know, you have these, uh, do we have one here? Yeah, these Fast Blast little smoothies. You can pop these in whenever you're hungry, it fills you up. Uh, you get one every, you know, a couple of hours. It, you know, you don't feel hungry, but you're able to lose the weight fast. I'm talking about the, the scale changes like every day. And that is something that I think motivates you to be good the next day. I've already lost eight pounds. I, I could lose more if I was not having shakes. I should probably be a little bit better on this. Uh, and I will. Uh, fast Blast, it's there. You can lose weight quickly. And I will say, people, a lot of people are asking me about this. You should do your own homework. Make sure you go to fastblast.com slash blaze, fastblast.com slash blaze. Get started today. Let them outline this entire plan. Get some smoothies. Do this the nice, easy way. It's fastblast.com slash blaze. Make sure you use the slash blaze part because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Get fastblast for a healthier and smaller you. Joined once again by Jason Buttrell. He's the head writer of the Glenn Beck program. It's a show you may be familiar with. Tonight, immediately following this program, be sure to catch Glenn's latest special, The Most Dangerous Cult. Jason, I mean, according to a lot of the media, at least, uh, all of us here at Blaze Media are the most
1: dangerous cult. So what exactly is the show about tonight? Uh, So we're talking about the cult of racism, basically. So right now, this, uh, you know, this huge social justice, uh, whatever we have right now, where you're racist, I'm racist. If if you have a different opinion, you're racist. But we're comparing it to cults and how a lot of the the ways that they're trying to pull this off is very cultish, very cult-like. Yeah. Um, well, it's and you look at like a, you know, the, the worst documentary about Scientology, right, where if
0: someone breaks ranks in any way, right. they get ejected, they get called names, they get trashed in the media. It's that type of approach. And it, it's they use that word as a weapon. And it's really lost its meaning, I think, to most people.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, we're, it's really interesting. It's I mean, if, even if you compare it to like and I think we do this a little bit in the show, but we even compare it a little bit to Karl Marx. Mm. It's very, very similar. You know, a uh, conflict theory has just been, you know, redone instead of, you know, class warfare. Now it's, you know, identity warfare. Yeah. And you've seen that with mm. Antifa, right, which yep. started out anti-fascist. And then it's moved it moved for a while
0: to uh, to, you know, racism. And now it's over to whatever it is today. It switches up all the time um, on this note. You would definitely be in the dan- most dangerous. Uh, you'd be a, 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 an enemy of the most dangerous cult, uh, I, especially because of this tweet that you put out there. Which went t- oh. viral like crazy, insane. It really did. Um, can we do? We have it actually. Uh, can we show it real quick? Here it is. Um, it says uh, when you click to donate to Black Lives Matter, it takes you to Act Blue. If donated money goes unclaimed, Act Blue disperses the money however they want. These are their top expenditures so far in 2020. Uh, and going through the list: number one, Bernie 2020; number two, Biden for president; number three, Elizabeth Warren Presidential Exploratory Committee. Number four,
1: Pete for America, though, skip to the one where that's the funds to the black community. Yeah,
0: it's coming. I'm up. sure it's, it's on there. It's, it's, it's coming up. I'm getting I'm getting there. Oh, OK, sorry. I mean, sorry. It's, gosh, you you're rushing. I'm just so excited. Number five, Democratic Congressional <laughs> Campaign Committee. By the way, uh, Bernie was one hundred eighty six million dollars. What um, a waste. Like, unbelievable. What a waste. I mean, all of these are a waste except for Biden. Right. I mean, friends yeah. of Andrew Yang got thirty one million Democratic sen- Senatorial Campaign Committee. I guess that would be some value uh democratic national committee and amy mcgrath for senate <laughs> which i'm i hope everyone's on board there uh, uh this tweet went mega viral the biggest tweet you've ever had maybe one of the biggest tweets anyone at the blaze has ever had yeah. it's went everywhere you got to a point where you got a fact check from factcheck.org yeah that's always a nice thing i've had one of those before those are always
1: fun it's like a rite of passage yeah right? it, it is is. With, with the virality is that how you say that yeah um of of this tweet i tell you what a, a, there was a goal when I was it was in the 1980s, uh, Stu, mm-hmm. and I was sitting in my parents, uh, you know, living room watching. <laughs> yeah. t- I was watching Cheers. And I was like, one day that lady it's Kirstie Alley. She's going to retweet me. Don't yeah. ask me how I knew what Twitter was or no. was. Mm-hmm. But I said that as a kid, I was like eight years old. It happened with this tweet. Did it really? It happened with this tweet. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so uh,
0: give me how you found out about this information. Because I, 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 the one part I don't understand is
1: if donated money goes unclaimed, what does that even mean? Yeah. So, okay. So let me get to that. Okay. So the, the, how this started, you know how my brain works. Yep. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. So how this started was uh, I saw there was a Reddit uh, open Q&A with one of the leaders of Black Lives Matter. And she was just answering questions. She was the people were just firing them off. And eventually someone said, Hey, all this record amounts, there's tens of millions of dollars going into black lives matter from all over the world. Mm-hmm. How specifically are you using this information? Yeah. She skipped right over it. She would not answer it. Wouldn't answer it. So again, they, but they didn't let her live it down. So more and more people to where they they were getting flooded with no d- stop. Just tell us how you're spending this money. They had to shut down the Q and A. They shut it down because wow. it was spinning so far out of control. And I was like, what? Like, so, so, it got, so it piqued my interest. There's plenty of ways to easily spend money
0: to help you know, stop racism in communities or help minority communities. Could have done yourself some good yeah, here. Yeah, there's some
1: great things. Yeah, we here. could have helped rebuild this uh, you know, thing or whatever or poured money into this college, you know, like whatever. You could have said anything at that point to make yourself look She refused to do it. So I was like, well, I wonder what happened. So I went to uh, Black Lives Matter. I went to the Donate. I clicked Donate. And it instantly it doesn't take you to a, pri- you know, a, pers- a private donation thing. It takes you to Act Blue. So what Act Blue is, and I'm going to make this comparison, it's like WinRed for the right. Okay. So WinRed is basically like, hey, if you want to donate to Donald Trump, but you don't really know how to do it, you go to WinRed, you click $1,000 recurring every month or whatever, it's going to take it out of your bank account whatever you donate to the Trump campaign. Act Blue is the same thing, just for the left. So if you want to make it really easy to donate, you just go through Act Blue. And it's like a clearinghouse, essentially, for money,
0: right? The money goes right. in there, and they donate it to various Democratic
1: causes. But it's earmarked. So like you put, this yeah. is specifically for Black Lives Matter. This is specifically for Bernie, whatever. Um, so they'll, they take the donation, then they give the donation over to the, to the charity or the, or the campaign. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's nothing weird with that right there. But I went to the terms of service for both, and this goes into your question on that. So the terms of service on WinRed, let's say that because this is a lot, this is how some of the fact checkers have tried to combat this. Mm-hmm. On the on the terms of service for red, there is what you would typically find, you know, like uh, you know if it's denied or if if this goes unclaimed, whatever, it gets refunded, yada yada yada, a bunch of other legally stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, on Act Blue, which I thought it was interesting, it's called the fine print because no one ever reads the fine print, mm-hmm. but that's their terms of service. Mm-hmm. Under the fine print, at the very bottom, there's a clause that says, if money goes unclaimed, then we reserve the right to do whatever we want with it. It doesn't get refunded, mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want with it.
0: And meaning unclaimed, like Black Lives Matter doesn't come to take the money, like they don't,
1: they don't request the money, essentially. Right, So, um, which sounds strange, mm-hmm. But this is the point that I was trying to get to that to where it actually kind of spun out of control and with some groups like QAnon were going crazy with this and stuff. But the point that I was trying to make with this is they're not being transparent. Now, we know that the vast majority of the funds going through Act Blue go through the DNC, Bernie, a bunch of white guys that has nothing to do with black communities, <laughs> right, basically. Right, right. So we don't know. And actually, and Black Lives Matter is not helping the matter by they're not telling anybody. Look, all you have to do is tell us. I looked, a lot, there was a lot of agreements made between Democracy Alliance and the George Soros group mm-hmm. uh, several years ago, I think in 2016, where they made an agreement to start dumping a lot of money into Black Lives Matter, but again, no uh, transparency. Mm-hmm. So I went even further and this is really, I'm kind of, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself, but this um, show that we're going to do for the Glenn Beck special next Wednesday is going to reveal all this information. Okay. So I, I think Glenn from his ranch would throw a rock at my head <laughs> if I revealed too much. Right. All right. Um, but... It goes further than Act Blue. Now that's speculation. The Act Blue thing. Basically, we don't know because they won't tell us. But they have the ability to give the money donated to Black Lives Matter to anybody they want, just off of their fine print. Mm-hmm. They have that ability. Yes. Now, if you don't want that speculation out there, address it. It's over. Or change the clause. Or change the clause. Refund it. It's I did. Like, yeah. I did reach. To? I did reach out to uh, Black Lives Matter about this. Of course, I gave them a deadline. They didn't respond to me. So, I. Did, I'm that's stunned. What I I'm. I'm yeah. completely stunned. Yeah. yeah wow. Um, but it goes further than that. So Act Blue is basically a pass through for money, just yeah. like Democracy Alliance is mm-hmm. a pass through for money. There is another pass through for money. So once it goes to Act Blue, if you want to donate to, Demo- uh, to Demo- uh, Black Lives Matter, it doesn't go directly to them. After that, even still, so you donate to Black Lives Matter through their website, it goes to Act Blue, it goes then to another pass through. It still doesn't get to Black Lives Matter. And why? <laughs> Again, you got to wonder if it's because they don't want you to know where the money goes. Right. Now, I will say that once I looked at, I found the audits, I found the financials for this other pass-through. There is an obscene amount of money that's going unclaimed, that there is no <laughs> word on. I'm, I'm telling you, $2 million just last year is unaccounted for. So the money that got dispersed to Ag Blue, then, then went to this other pass-through... They only cut a small they cut a small check to Black Lives Matter and kept two million dollars of it. How much money is going directly to Corn Pop? That's a very good question. I haven't gone through their financials yet, but that was my that's the third special. I can't (laughs) wait for that one. I that two million bucks is definitely going to Corn Pop. You know,
0: it's got to be it's got to be at least two million dollars. Okay, I want to take a quick break. Uh, Come back with more with Jason Buttrell on the other side. Stay right here. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Tommy John's. You know what? I, I have probably heard 10,000 commercials for Tommy John's. I mean, they do a lot of advertising. You've probably heard other people talking about them before. Don't cheat on me, by the way. I will catch you. Uh, Tommy John's does a lot of advertising and I've heard their commercials a bunch of times and I, I, I never pulled the trigger. I never bought a pair of Tommy John's. Uh, I will say now I have bought a pair and the hype is real. Like the Tommy John stuff is actually this good. It is so soft and comfortable. They have great t shirts along the go, as well as the underwear. They have these great things. I think they're called like lounge shorts or something like that. They're like super long, but really like soft and nice and comfortable. I don't want to wear anything else. I kind of just want to wear those to work every day. Um, It's a questionable, you know, programming decision. I'll have to talk to management about that. Um, But if you are interested in this, you want to upgrade a little bit, you got to go with Tommy John's. Uh, Whether you're on the hunt for lounge pants or lazy day joggers or the softest Zoom-ready tees and polos you've ever worn, Tommy John. Uh, has you covered? Upgraded Tommy John today. Uh, they have enhanced designs. They're super breathable and way more comfortable for anything else out there. You want breath- breathable in the in the summer, especially because it's 147 degrees at least here in Texas. You need the breathable stuff. Tommy John is so confident that their underwear uh, is great that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear guarantee. Uh, it's great. Tommy John, you're not gonna have to do any adjustments. No adjustments needed with Tommy John. For a limited time, go to tommyjohn.com slash stew. Get 20% off site-wide. Uh, that is Tommy, tommyjohn.com slash stew for 20% off. tommyjohn.com slash stew. Make sure to use the slash stew part of that address, by the way, because that's how they know you like this stupid show. tommyjohn.com slash stew. See site for details. We're back with Jason Patrille, uh the uh, chorus head writer of the Glenbeck program, um, so, Jason, last Friday, I did a monologue about Colin Kaepernick, the definitive case against Colin Kaepernick. Honestly, I feel like the show's over now. I've done my work here. I, I, I honestly just did the show so I could get to the Colin Kaepernick monologue um, because I, I just he's so irritating. <laughs> and um, I just keep thinking to myself, I really want the NFL back in my life. I think it would make me oh, a lot happier. But that few, at least the first few weeks of this are going to be agonizing. Unsufferable it's going to be. <laughs> I don't.
1: I really don't know how to take it. I really don't because still we were done with this crap. No. We were done with it. it. No one was talking about it anymore, and you could watch it and be fine. I was actually conflicted. Uh, you know, when all this was going on, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, do I not watch? Because I completely just do not agree with this. Mm-hmm. But then I think I was like 99% other, uh, of all the other NFL superfans. You're going to watch yeah, yeah. regardless. It's you're tough, just it's tough to not watch. to. And I, and I have to say, and I've, had, I've, made, I've had this argument
0: with people before. Most conservatives don't tend to go this direction. But like, if you think about it really, maybe maybe 10% of the league has, a knelt, has taken a knee yeah. for this cause, right? Maybe 10%. And the NFL, the one guy who's most prominent, isn't even in the league and hasn't been for years and years and years. I mean, the NFL, I don't think, embraced this. I, I think they wanted it to go away. Um, for sure. It, 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 it's, but they're in a difficult spot, right? That, is, that, that tone has changed, I think, over the past few weeks, where Goodell is just basically embracing it and saying, like, we don't want, we don't want all your sponsors to go away, so we're going to do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that is going to what's going to make it so bad this year. Because I, I do think that there, there are a lot of players – it's just different, I believe, in the NFL. We were talking about this earlier, but I think that there's a lot of players that are being like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to bow to this. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't agree with it." But look, they, look what they did to Drew Brees. I never thought that would have happened. No, but he was bent to the to the mob as well. Well, well and I, I made this point in the in
0: the definitive case against Colin Kaepernick. Um, but it's true. People forget Drew Brees did take a knee, and it's like, wait, he did, yeah. And if you read his statement. If it wasn't about the flag, because they always say this, it's not about the flag. It's about racial injustice. It's not about the flag. It's not about the anthem. It's not about the country. It's about racial injustice. It's about about, uh, police brutality. Is it? Because Drew Brees' statement would have been perfect if that were true. Yeah. And what he said was, as the saints, we are going to take a knee before the anthem, and then we're going to stand together uh, during the anthem. Well, that would be perfect if it wasn't about the flag, if it wasn't about the anthem, if it wasn't about the country. The problem is it is about the country. It
1: is about saying this country blows. That's at least what Colin Kaepernick has been saying from the very beginning. And that's what the activists that are leading this are are, are saying. They, They want it. They want us to believe this narrative that there's systemic racism in the country. Yeah you know, they want us to believe that you know if if you you know poke with the broomstick your you know the rafters there's going to be like 50,000 racists that fall out onto the floor. <laughs> yeah you know, this is not true. No. They want us to believe the narrative that there's you know racism infecting police departments. It's not true. Are there racists? Yeah. Of, you know, course. of course. But it's not systemic within the system. I keep coming back to this. It's like
0: there are 330 million people in this country. There were 9 unarmed African Americans who were shot about half of them look very seriously like they were completely justified. So it's about four or five possible or probable wrongful deaths in that group. In a country of 330 million people, it's almost impossible to eliminate something that happens four times. And I don't care what it is, right? Like, you know, mass shootings. You know, there are tons of things that happen, you know, as often or more often than that. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how you you can possibly eliminate something like that to zero. I want it to be zero. Yeah. But, I mean, let's be realistic here. There are bad people in our society. There are people who make bad decisions in inopportune times, and it costs people their lives
1: sometimes. The, the narrative actually runs counter that there's systemic racism within police departments. Actually, the Justice Department did a study in a city that has the worst football team in the entire NFL – Philadelphia. <laughs> and um, this is th- that's a fact, too. There's studies on how they oh, are the, the worst div- team. I forgot who won the division. I can't even remember <laughs> last year. It's been a while. Um, but they did a study of the Philadelphia Police Department. Yeah. I believe this was 2015-2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they actually found that white police officers were less likely to shoot an unarmed black person than black officers and Hispanic officers. Mm-hmm. Less likely. Less likely. I mean, the facts, and I'm sorry, Ben Shapiro is right. You know, the facts do not care about the feelings on this. The yeah, but, facts do not line up. No, the facts don't care about your
0: feelings, but everyone else cares about your feelings, apparently. Yeah. Everyone else in society. I mean, Aunt Jemima Syrup is going away. Oh, my God. Right? Like, now, look, you go back and look at the history of Aunt Jemima Syrup. Yes, it was pretty freaking what everybody would now would consider racist, uh, you know, today uh, was going on in the 1880s when it was created, like and into the early 1900s. But, Do you like, know, that story, the uh, personal story the, of the of the, the Jemima woman. The, yeah, the woman who was uh, portraying. Yeah. yeah, She was kind of a hero, right? She was a hero. She yeah. was one
1: of the first black millionaires in the country. <laughs> she grew up. This is actually an amazing story. Yeah. It's like she grew up in slavery um, slavery was abolished, then she became a really famous cook. She, that's her recipe. Mm. And then when she, what, what's the company that owns? What it's is now it? Pepsi, yeah. Is uh, That owns the that, syrup? Um, yeah, Pepsi now owns what was uh, it Jemima. Then? I don't know who it was. But I don't remember what, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. But um, it, her name wasn't Jemima. They, they, they made the name something else. But they based the logo off of her likeness mm. because it was her recipe that they had bought of, one, again, one of the first black millionaires in the country. It was in honor of her. Again, the premise doesn't even fit this here. Yeah, I in mean, honor of you, so you spit all over the honor of this woman. And that's the same story we
0: saw going back to the NFL with with the Washington Redskins name, um, where you know it started off as something to honor the coach. Um, It was uh, something that nine out of 10 uh, Native Americans say is not offensive. But it doesn't matter because white enlightened people need to tell you black people, you Indians, you uh, Native Americans, you Hispanic people, us white enlightened Americans need to tell you that our privilege is the reason why you suck so much. There's so much inherent racism in this approach. The white privilege thing to me is so insulting it's basically saying we as white people have a better life than you we are always going to have an easier road we everything that we have is 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 there for the taking and you're secondary citizens and you know what maybe us maybe we'll empower you to come up to our level maybe Maybe. but that is an insulting
1: case man and i don't know how that is the enlightened one Co- coincidentally, uh, you brought, I like the fact that you brought up the Washington Redskins because it, they're in a tie for the second worst football team. <laughs> really? w- between the Giants and and the Redskins, so they're just underneath the Redskins. Really, uh, the Eagles. Well, I w- it's interesting because I had a I, my list was a little bit different. <laughs> it's <a> different. <laughs> one at the bottom is at the top,
0: and one at the top is at the bottom. It's so strange. Um, let me switch gears real quick before we uh, we have to take a break. Uh, You you had an interesting uh, uh, comment on what's going on with a national bill to talk about how policing is going to go in the future. It's no surprise to any of us that uh, there's going to be some sort of emotional reaction to George Floyd. And look, it was a very I can understand why emotions were triggered on something like that. You don't make good policy when you're emotional. Um, And now Republicans are saying, And the president has done an executive order as well. Everyone's rushing to the table to say, well, no, I'm mostly I'm the most against what happened there trying to pass these bills. But policing
1: was never meant to be a federal institution, was it? No, it was not. It's a local matter. And when the I almost lost my mind when the president did this, when he signed the executive orders, he gave into the mob. He gave into the, uh, you know, the narrative that there's systemic raci- uh, 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 racism within the police departments. He gave that to them. And now Congress, the GOP, I am so done with the GOP, Stu. They did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. What Democrats want out of this is more control. That's what this is all about. They were writing up their bill. They, actually, they probably already had it pre-done up or already written, ready to go for a, a case just like this. Mm-hmm. But this is all about them seizing more control. The GOP, will they ever stop getting outmaneuvered by the left? They did exactly what they wanted them to do. Yeah, no, that's true. Exactly.
0: There's always the given. There's always the given. Um, And I will say this, too. um, And this is a little tough love. People don't like to hear things like this. People get mad when you say things like this. But let me me be very clear here. One of the reasons why we were told that Donald Trump was this, uh, you know, superior guy to be president of the United States is that he would not fold to the mob. Right. Yes, he does some things you might not like, you might not like his tweets, but the good thing is he fights, he doesn't fold to the mob. He does kind of fold to the mob, though. Like, it does happen relatively regularly with certain issues like this. I mean, the banning the bump stocks was another ridiculous move, completely unconstitutional uh, to me. Uh, And I think the courts may very well find that as well eventually. Um, But... The, the idea that, you, that he never bends to the mob, I don't think it's real. Now, that's not to say he's, be, he's not better than Hillary Clinton. He's much better than Hillary Clinton. For sure. But like he, he, these things are real in Trump. There are moments where he, say, he sees the room and he reads it and he says, all right, I'm bailing on this
1: one. I'm picking my battles. What's so weird about this one specific... Is that, and I, I do believe the president was almost backed into the corner on this. Really, I mean, I don't, I don't want to fully give him a pass on it. Mm-hmm. But can, Black Lives Matter—they have been molded and pushed into this, you know, sphere of legitimacy. This is absolutely insane. These Marxists that idealize Black Panther cop killers, which they do. They're, they're being legitimized. Uh, did you see the Rasmussen poll? Again, mm-hmm. not a very left-leaning poll no. uh, polling group there. It's definitely a right-leaning uh, polling group. T- they st- Rasmussen still thinks Mitt Romney's president. They <laughs> the do. Right, oh, that's <laughs> because he had a 99% chance. Yeah. If you looked at theirs, all the way, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. But they just get said that Black Lives Matter has a 62%, 60 or 62% favorability rating yep. amongst the country. And that's seen in, in other pollsters, too. They're not out of line on that one. That's, not, that's like saying if Black Lives Matter as an entity was a politician they'd be the next president in a walk. And I think part of that is there's a lot of people... Who look at the name and take it literally?
0: Of course, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Of course. The 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 approval rating on that phrase is actually 100%. Everybody thinks Black Lives Matter. The question is, do you know the difference between the organization yeah. who's showing you know documentaries starring Angela Davis to their crowds? Uh, this is not this is not a, a an organization that aligns with American values. But the title of of the of the you know it's like the Patriot Act, right? Like we're all patriots. We we want action. You know yeah. that makes sense. When you look at the details, you might not like. It as much, Black Lives Matters is the same way. I think 90% of the people who are who are backing Black Lives Matter have no concept of what the organization is, what they're asking for. It's a different story, um, and that's something I know you've, you've gone deep on before and will continue to go here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, Jason Buttrell, he's the head writer of the Glenn Beck Program. Thanks for coming on the program, and don't forget to keep your Blaze feed rolling at the conclusion of this show. Glenn's newest special, The Most Dangerous Cult in America, starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can, of course, become a member at blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And we'll save 10 bucks. Jason, thanks for coming on the program. Thanks. Back in a second. A terrible story of hatred has been uh, discovered here in Vermont. um, After a Black Lives Matter uh, um, post uh, was posted by a principal in Vermont, Uh, she was, I mean, people were appalled by this. And I hope you're, I, I want you to, I want to warn you now, you're going to be appalled by this as well. The Windsor school principal, Tiffany Riley, was placed on leave, thankfully, after her hate-filled post. Are you ready? I'm just going to read it to you, because I want you to judge for yourself and know how racist this woman is. Here it is, quote, I firmly believe that black lives matter, but I do not agree with the coercive measures taken to get to get this point across, some of which are falsified in an attempt to prove a point. While I want to get behind BLM, I do not think people should be made to feel that they have to choose the the black race over the human race. While I understand the urgency to feel compelled to advocate for black lives, what about our fellow law enforcement? What about all the others who advocate for and demand equality for all? Just because I don't walk around with a BLM sign should not mean I'm a racist. That's the uh, whole post right there. Lost her gig because of it, looks like. She's at least been suspended because of uh, what they're calling um, uh, hate-filled comments that are uniformly appalled um, that have uniformly appalled the school board like legitimately that's it she says i agree with the aims of black lives matter but i want to support our police that is the society you currently live in make sure you know that every single time you post online back in a second There's so many stories that we have on the list today that we didn't get to. I mean, we blew it. Frankly, there's too many good news stories. I would say my favorite one that we didn't get to today was the Dixie Chicks, who are now under pressure to change their name because of all the wokeness. The woke Dixie Chicks aren't woke enough because they have the word Dixie in their name. I don't know if you know this, Dixie, hateful. I mean, imagine what the people that make the cups are going to have to do after this. It's going to be really a dark time in the cup industry coming very, very soon. I know you look at this world probably sort of like I do, where you look at it and you say, this is just a chaotic time. You know, we're going through a really tough time as a country. And you probably sit back and you say, you know, what can I do about it? And the tough answer is probably not a lot for you. I mean, you're you're not famous enough. You know, you need to be famous, like me, to be able to make a difference in this world. And that is the American truth. It's It's how... I mean, you know, look, George Washington was like super famous and, and he made this country great. I was really happy to hear from Ali Stuckey this weekend, um, who invited me into a project that we famous celebrity type people can really make a difference.
1: Imagine a world without injustice, a world where we can all bravely say.
0: Injustice is bad. Racism is bad. Very bad. Like, super bad.
1: Until we're there, I'll be the one to stand up.
0: To stand up. And say this. Bad things are
1: bad. They're awful. And I don't like them. I will say something.
0: I will shout.
1: I will sing.
0: Until. Until. The bad Gone. I will fight injustice.
1: By posting a black square. A black square. I will offer solutions. Solutions. Like taking away guns or defunding the police. Like telling working class people just to stop working to save lives. Promoting socialism so no one will ever be as rich as I am.
0: Finally stopping
1: big oil and the big SUV, big, big companies, okay? But we won't stop there.
0: We will take responsibility.
1: Responsibility. The only way we know how.
0: By showing how much we hate ourselves.
1: We hate ourselves. I will. I will. Reduce my pool time by five minutes a day. Give up chicken nuggets. I will stop. Wait a minute. Shave my eyebrows off. I'll do it just like completely. Throw
0: myself into a volcano. Waterboard myself with gasoline. Peel my skin off with a cheese grater. And lock myself in a box full of scorpions. And launch myself
1: into the sun. Join us. Join us. And let's
0: change the world.